I don't know if you guys can hear that. That's a gummy being popped. It's 625 on November 3rd, 2022. Halloween has come and gone. And some would say we're into the witching month here in the OG Cornman League. We are heading into week nine after what was a very exciting week eight in the fields. Yeah, first two months of the season is all about planting your crops. The last two months are seeing those crops blossom. Some upset teams after eight weeks, some happy teams and content teams after week eight. But the season's not decided at the halfway point, so still a lot of football left to be played. I think we're going to get into a little bit of a playoff preview here shortly. But another exciting, very compelling week for myself came down to Monday Night Clencher when I was on the wrong end of it. But again, some nice performances all across the board, some upsets, and again, something we like to see. And we'll dive into the Week 9 preview, which is a juicy matchup. Juicy slate, I should say. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good matchups this week, a lot of playoff implications, and I believe we are traveling outside of our borders in this week. Week 9 and Week 10 will be the last two weeks that we uh, need our passports. Yes, precisely. Okay, <laughs> well... We had one trade, and it is under investigation. Currently. The Daddy Kong and Evil Stevie, brothers and friend of brother, uh, made a very interesting trade, seeing Evil Stevie send Daniel Dimebag Jones to Nadaddy Kong Jew for a 2023 first and a 2023 third. Nadaddy Kong went to the forums immediately to defend their decision and talking about, I wanna hear something, he said something about proven talent, uh, whether or not the talent is actually talented remains to be seen. I mean, Danny Dimes has been having a good campaign. Uh, I think Rupert referred to him as Dan Jones and no longer Danny Dimes. But I think for Daddy Kong Jew, he saw some struggles and some injuries, both with Mac Jones and Carson Wentz. So with only Herbert, you might want some additional quarterback room help. He found it in Danny Dimes. We'll see how productive he is, but the running game, especially in this league and this format has helped him. And Evil CV is at a two-year tank. So he has a 2023 first, which he gave away to you, and now a 2023 third. So stockpiling picks and the fire sale of Evil CV has continued. And I think pretty much every owner has been in on that, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's with at least with this trade. I think it's a that might have been the best trade he's made in, yeah. in his tenure. I think he's thinking between next year and the following year, there's got six or so first round picks. Two of them are probably going to be quarterbacks. So Daniel Jones, I feel like you kind of know what he is, and you kind of know what you're getting from a consistency standpoint. So take a shot on a young guy, a young stud. I like the trade. Uh, and that was all for this week. No big changing of hands of players. And when is the trade deadline, Commission? Because I've been getting inundated with a few texts this week. The trade deadline reminder. is, I believe, the Wednesday of week 12. So the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. That makes sense. I 24th. Can, 23rd. I can confirm that. You want to just talk about some stuff? I will get into the, you know, into the website and you know yeah i mean i get it. i didn't mean to put you on the spot but no I, no I no. Just, it's important that our our viewers get to hear i this. wanted to the only other addition that i was going to mention was darren waller the walrus who was a free agent coming into the year got picked up by evil steve he then dropped uh last week was a free agent and he was acquired for 22 dollars 
on Wednesday morning by none other than Motley Jew. Yes, that's right. They get a J back this week. Uh, Darren Waller, 30-year-old, getting $22, going to a team who's clearly tanking. That was interesting. I know I bid on him $16. Thought that I could get him for above $15, but he did go for $22. A little too rich for my blood, considering that A, he's unhealthy, B, he's also 30 years old, and C, the Raiders' offense has been ass. They didn't move the ball past the 50-yard line last week. We have an answer. Until the fourth quarter. So, yes, that was the only addition I wanted to add. I mean, yes, there was a few others. Brock Purdy and Big Dick Nick Foles uh, were also added. But, again, Darren Waller being the big one. Dropped by Stevie, acquired by Motley Jew. We'll see what he does with it as he plays spoiler down the stretch. We have an answer on the trade deadline. I believe I was off by one week. It is November 30th. So one extra week of deals. Probably will know a little bit more about where you stand uh, within your division. So I think that late trade deadline will provide us with some teams making big moves to make a push. So It's going to be electric. Uh, it gives us really a whole month to, to kind of sit there. We have, what, four weeks if it's 9, 10? 27 days. 9, 10, 11, 12. So, yeah, we have four weeks uh, before the trade deadline. A lot could happen, you know? AJC I mean, playoff be... spots will be probably locked up. Some of them, not all of them. Right. Definitely so not all of them. We'll have two to go. There will be some clear playoff teams. But in terms of being a contender, just a playoff team, that fringe is where you may, might want to make that push. But, uh, yeah, again, happy to cover that off in the first five minutes here. Uh, one trade, one First five edition. minutes, 11 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, first five minutes, as, as I mentioned. But uh, let's go to the week, na- week eight recaps, if you don't mind. Do we have a sponsor? Uh, not this week. They not- dropped us after the terrible ad read. Uh, True. Probably, that was uh, pretty bad. So, week yeah. eight recap, we are going to fly through this one. Iron Dome takes down a reeling JOS, 137 to 109. Yeah, I mean, JOS is 2-4 and four in the division. He has lost two in a row as well, and he is 2-6. and six. Not looking like a playoff team, despite the talent on his roster. Iron Dome gets a big win now, three in a row after that 2-3 and three hiccup mid-October. 5-1 and one in division, and I think this one started and ended with both Travis Etienne and Tua Tagovailoa, both 29 points. Easy win for the Dome. On the other side, though, JOS... Nine and a half points from his quarterbacks? All I got to say about that one. Iron Dome, big win. Um, and you got you guys back even though they didn't really perform. You know, like Swift 12 and Amon Ra. Uh, Swift's freaking me out a little bit with, with his narrative. I know, I know. But you did get your guys back, so that feels a little bit better. And 135 points is going to win you most weeks. So, uh, big win for the Dome. A key win for the Dome as he's now one game back in the division. Yep, and our next matchup, uh, we're going to just get done with the co-hosts here. This Uh, one was a thrilling matchup. I believe it ended late uh, Monday night, very late Monday night, on a heave from Joe Burrow. Not quite into the end zone, but T. Higgins, I don't know who the corner was, but he mossed him and scored a touchdown that allowed Daddy Kong to win 135 to 133 really tightening things up in Israel. Let me tell you right now that you are incorrect because the game was not decided on that T. Higgins touchdown. Um, HHC had the opportunity to then reclaim the lead. Well, that was the one that put him ahead. That got him ahead. But the last throw that Joe Burrow made was a back shoulder fade to Tyler Boyd on fourth and five. So if he caught it, it would have been half point, 
first down, another half a point. So that's one point, and it would have been a 10-yard uh, catch. Would have been close, but it would have been close. <laughs> so that's where I lost it, slash won it for Nadaddy Kong. But I think Nadaddy Kong Jew, this all comes down to this, right? You spend 90 what, $2 on Alvin Kamara, and he you need performances like this, 41.8 points. That's going to probably win you most weeks. Another really solid performance from Jamal Williams with DeAndre Swift not entirely healthy. On the other side, though, I had some banged up and poor running back performances. Brian Robinson and Gus Edwards only combined for 12 points. And Andy Dalton and Lamar Jackson, you want a little bit more than the combined 39. So, you know, most weeks 130, you feel good. But this one came down to a shootout on Monday night. I won one in week two with the Stefan Diggs uh, Monday night miracle. But fall short this week in the Daddy Kong Ju tightening that gap. Yeah, that one I had my eye on, and I was upset to see you make the comeback, and I was ecstatic to see some of those end-game plays, especially Pat and Joe Burrow's stats a little bit for the end-of-year rankings. Uh, I don't have the math in front of me, but I believe... Is this... Yes, this matchup featured the The highest point total Uh and the weekly high. Usually that happens. Snake Eyes getting on a roll taking down Evil Stevie 176 to 132. Evil Stevie though, with I wanna say three or so weeks with some very solid outputs. Uh, He's out of the playoff hunt, but he, we talked about it last week, could spoil some weeks. Although with the trade of Daniel Jones, might get a little tougher, but Snake Eyes finds himself, I believe, I believe in a playoff spot as it stands. No, he's on the outside looking in. Let's right? see. I have it right here. He is on the outside looking in. But Boats by points. Yes, correct. But I tell you what, Snake Eyes started off 3-1. and one. We all said, wow, look at him go. Then back down to 3-4 and four after losing three in a row. We thought that it was coming back down <laughs> to earth as I fight Ramundo over the gummies and my wallet. Uh, but a massive game from Christian McCaffrey proving why. To say. <laughs> proving why. Snake Eyes made that move at 41 and a half points. Also 38 from A.J. Bindle. When those two guys are putting up close to 80, hard to compete, although Evil Stevie did. He had really solid production up and down the board, but not getting enough because Snake Eyes was the weekly high and would have be pretty much everyone. And he did this all with Travis Kelsey on a bye. So that just goes to show you scary how dangerous this Snake Eyes team could be. Uh, he hasn't put it all together in one week, but this week certainly proved that the second half of the year might belong to him. And talking about shortening the gap in the divisional lead, he's only two games back, and he's essentially tied for a wild card spot, but just bearing some points. So he's a guy we got to keep an eye on, no pun intended, late down the stretch. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk, maybe because of what happened last year, some recency bias, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, the Palestinians having a stronger division. I think that's a bit of malarkey. Yeah. Uh, When you look at what's going on in Israel right now, there are four teams record-wise and probably five if you're looking at JOS's point totals who really should be competing for playoff spots. So I think a lot more parity this year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Snake Eyes right in the hunt with a couple weeks left. Moving on, another team that puts up 175 points, Gumbo, bounces back after the loss to his brother, taking down the shrimp 175 to 121 in a relatively easy matchup. Yeah, I mean, Gumbo did it all with a goose egg on his roster, Alan Lazard. So we talk about being able to put up 174 points 
and that's not even his highest potential, just like Snake Eyes without Kelsey. Gumbo did it with a goose egg. And talking about guys who made you know midseason acquisitions and midseason trades paying off right away. Very similar story, Snake Eyes and Gumbo. Also, both their team names named after the same show. However, Gumbo came to play 40 points from Derrick Henry, 32 points from DeAndre Hopkins. He looks great. You added another 24 from Kyler Murray and a 19.5 from Genois. Gumbo would have had the weekly high if it wasn't for 176 Snake Eyes. Shrimp, though, trending in the wrong direction in a very difficult division, as we talked about, has now lost two in a row, three and three in division, and we all know his points has not been the highest. That's going to hurt him down the stretch here. So we'll see if Shrimp can get it together. But Gumbo, not a team I want to play. I agree. <laughs> this next game, uh, it was one that your boy picked right last week. It just it just smelled fishy, and it was. The Phantoms moves to 4-4, four and four, I believe, holding a 500 record for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Taking down Boats. 124 to 110, they have the same record. Boats is in on points, but man, oh man, does he wish he won that week because Palestine getting tight. Doesn't get easy for Sanchez here on out. But let me tell you what, four wins in a row. The Phantoms is now the hottest team in the entire league. I don't think he's tanking anymore because he's squarely in the playoff race. A very gutsy, gritty matchup. From the Phantoms, formerly known as the Frauds, only putting up 124, but getting it done a couple weeks in a row now. Boats might have to patch those holes. Uh, a lot of down arrows if you look at the weekly previews. Oh, yes. So, you know, obviously, granted, he had Austin Eckler on a bye. Brees Hall got hurt. Keenan Allen is by slash hurt. Um, but that being said, you expect the depth to kind of, you know, bring up that wide receiver room. Only one point from Hunter Renfro, only five from Devontae Smith, not getting a ton of production. Uh, No guy on that team outside of Cooper Cup broke 22 points. So, mm, Boats trending in the wrong direction. And the Phantoms, I know he's had a lot of issues. Was he going to bench Russ? Was he going to bench Bustin? All of a sudden, the Phantoms, four and four, is spicy. Uh, He can make a run here. All he's got to do is rattle off a few more wins and get some luck. And he could be in the playoff race, something that we did not expect a month ago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 interesting, and I don't want to play him. And, he, I'm, I'm, you know, you take a look at some of the matchups. There's a route. There is a route for that wild card spot for the Phantoms, especially if Bustin keeps playing the way that he has. Uh, our final matchup of the week. Oh, we saved this one for last. We did save this one for last, and I just want to—I just want to highlight for those of you who can't see our show notes. Motley Jew didn't just get the J back. Jew is in all caps. <laughs> one fifty-five to one fifty, taking down DMP. I believe the term was "suck a dick," EP from Motley Jew assistant coach. Daniel Clay Schwartz. But man, what a gritty performance. 155. I have to check, but that might be Motley Jew's career or season high. And he did it all with a goose egg, Deion Jackson, not putting up any points. He needed 16 points from Amari Cooper heading into Monday night. He had about 15 and a half. And then all of a sudden that bomb pass that went for 40 yards put him over the top. But Motley Jew, even giving away his two best running backs, 
gets it done with 36 points from Deontay Foreman. Dak Prescott looking good, 26. All of a sudden, he goes another 22, like we mentioned, from Amari Cooper. So really good production there. But DMP might have to worry. No. Devontae Smith gets one, but less than one point. Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. Devontae you, Adams, Jim. What did I say? Devontae Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. Devontae Smith got five points for boats. Um, but you almost wasted 30-point performance from Tyreek and a 36.5-point performance from Tony Pollard. Usually when that happens, you win those games. And Jalen Hurts also balled out with 28. So if you're DMP, you expect to both beat Motley Jew and beat Evil Stevie. Surprisingly enough, those are the two out of the three games that you've lost this year. Uh, so DMP would have enjoyed a nice division lead. Now he's tied with his brother Gumbo. Essentially owns that. It will be a tough, tough test for DMP over the next three weeks, sir. Yeah, I, I don't have any cause for concern for DMP oh, because he's, he, he put up 150 points. If I told you Devontae Adams is going to have 0.8 points, there's no way your projection for DMP goes above 135 probably. That's he puts he wasted up, a Tony Pollard 30-point yeah, game. My, my point is, yes, it's a loss. He maintains division lead. He maintains wild card uh, tiebreaker over almost everyone in the league. It is disappointing. He could have had a couple weeks to breathe and rest his players. It doesn't look like he's going to, but no cause for concern on my end for DMP. Before we get into the Week 9 preview, we are going to do a quick playoff breakdown. Ooh, yes. I sent a message into the group, but I will recap for those of you who didn't see it. This gets me so horny. Go on. Israel Division. HHC in first place. Hallelujah. Six and two. Israel Division, second place, Iron Dome with a 5-3 and three record, holding the divisional record tiebreaker over Nadadi Kongju, who holds the first wildcard spot. Moving over to Palestine, DMP continues to lead Palestine with a 5-3 and three record, holding the divisional record tiebreaker over his brother, Cosmic Gumbo, who also owns a 5-3 and three record. With the last wildcard spot available, Boats and Young Ho with a commanding lead in points over a few teams that are in the hunt at 4-4, four and four, Snake Eyes, Ziphantoms, and Shrimp. If you are going to pick one team that is currently on the outside looking in to make mm. the playoffs, who do you have? I'd probably go Snake Eyes, and the reason being is, A, he is on the outside looking in. Uh, but here's the thing. I just don't really trust Shrimp down the stretch. I think the Phantoms has had a nice October, but he also started off 0-4, and he doesn't have the top-end talent. I know a few guys are banged up, Javante and Jamar. I think he's going to falter. Watch out for Snake Eyes. He has Christian McCaffrey. He's got Bindle. Gabe Davis could explode. He's got some nice pieces that he's working with. I think he can make a run late. It all comes down to what he's going to do down the stretch. And he has a tough matchups with a few teams here in the next three weeks. But I think he could win out and eventually earn that playoff spot. Yeah. Because I mean, he already has Evil Stevie. He already took care of Evil Stevie. You know what I'm saying? Like he plays him twice and he played him last week. So he doesn't have Evil Stevie down the stretch from here to week 14, which, you know, could hurt him a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that's a good bet. And I also think that because of his alignment within the division, right. he's got more of a shot of, of honestly taking one of those divisional spots 
as uh, equally so as taking a wild card spot. Whereas a guy like Brad or the Shrimp really only has wild card aspirations in that division. Uh, and it gets, even though they're game back, I just think the pedigree of DMP and Cosmic and even Boats keep it hard for the Shrimp and the Phantoms to crack into the division. So mm -hmm. that is your playoff preview. We are gonna be doing that from here on out between the recap and the preview. I'll ask you, who do you think gets the number one overall seed in Palestine? Or I guess, yeah, yeah. Who gets the uh, in Palestine? Man, I I don't have the schedule in front of me. Let's see. Uh, I I want to lean towards boats, um, which I know is obviously probably the best betting odds. But I stand by the fact that his team is the best, and he does get to play both Gumbo and Deshaun coming down the stretch. So mm -hmm. a couple games he can win, the games that he's supposed to win, and then he takes on those divisional favorites. I think Boats takes it. I'm going to back the, the defending championship to get it going late and become another scary team to play in the playoffs. I say Gumbo. We'll revisit in a few weeks. I just think Gumbo's going all in, and I think he's he made the right moves um, for this year at least, I think. Whenever you go all in, sometimes it doesn't work out. I think Gumbo might have hit some of the things right on the head with DeAndre Hopkins and with a few other pieces. And all of a sudden, if he gets a few guys healthy, a la Mike Williams down the stretch, watch out. All right. Well, we will revisit it because we will be having playoffs at some point, And we will know exactly who is in there. Mm -hmm. uh, to get to those playoffs, though, we got to play Week 9. Brought to you by Mr. Raps. We are more than Raps. Is it we are more than raps, we are more than just raps. I think we are more than raps, but they do charge an absurd delivery fee for a below average rap. They um, really do. So we'll have to address that. <laughs> uh, I got to look at something because it appears that there's a bit of a typo here in the, in the show, Doc. Oh, God. In the evil Stevie vs. Boats. He's got a 92-point projection, but it says 32. What do they know? All right, week nine preview brought to you by Mr. Raps. First matchup of the week, a former roommate matchup. Boats and Young Ho traveling across the border into Israel, taking on Evil Stevie. Uh, what can you say about this matchup? They are former roommates. One team looking like they'd like to play spoiler. The other team looking to make a push into the playoffs and defend their title. Boats, four and four. Evil Stevie, one and seven. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Um, what are you doing, Raymond? I think Boats coming into this week has really had an up and down first half of the year. Uh, some of that by health, some of that unlucky. But he gets most of his guys back healthy. Obviously, Brees Hall's <laughs> out for the year. But, you know, he gets the slot in. Austin Eckler coming off a bye. He gets a slot in Josh Allen, who two weeks ago he didn't have, almost lost that game. So Boats should be fully healthy coming into this one. I know there's some questions over Cooper Cup's ankle, but really it all comes down to Evil Stevie not being able to generate north of 120. Uh, trading away Danny Dimes, cutting Matt Ryan. He now has his replacement, Sam Ellinger and P.J. Walker. And the combination of Clyde Gibson, Damian Harris is a C minus. And the combination of Terry McLaurin, Darnell Mooney, and our favorite, Rashid Shaheed, 
Is he starting Shahidius? He's starting Shahidius. Oh. Which probably started a week, Monday night. Um, again, I'd give that a nice C-. And Terry McLaurin's just had a few games. Um, but again, I think Boats, now that he has everyone kind of back together, and we mentioned some minor injury concerns to Cooper Cup, but this should be a dominant performance from Boats. He's going to get it started with Devontae Smith tonight. Jacoby Myers is a plus matchup against Indy, although they cover well on the outside. They do give up a lot on the slot, a la Terry McLaurin. I think it's going to be a big game from Austin Eckler going against the Falcons and another big game from Josh Allen going against the JTS. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> so give me Boats, 144. Give me Evil Stevie, 115. Call it a 29-point blowout. Yeah, you have agreement in the winner. Um, something tells me, though, that this game's going to be pretty close. Mm. I, and I, I'm not going to do a breakdown because you did it well, and on paper it shouldn't be close, but something tells me it's going to be close. I am going to take boats, but I do think he's going to be schwitzing a little bit throughout this entire matchup. And I think there's a chance that Shahidius is going to need to get, like, <laughs> nine points. Wow. And he's going to get, like, four. Ooh. Uh, but he's always dangerous for a host job. Well, I mean, Boats also has Kenyon Drake as of now because the rest of his running back room is either hurt or ass. <laughs> so Kenyon Drake starting. If Gus Edwards doesn't play, I like north of 11. If Gus Edwards plays, I like south of 11. That could be one to monitor late. Yeah. So if it's Shahidius against a Kenyan Drake, hoo, 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 hoo. yeah, Monday night clincher. I know. I think it's gonna be, but I'm gonna take boats one thirty-two to one twenty-four. Okay, close. I mean, look, there's no better coach than Evil Stevie in terms of getting the most out of his guys. So absolutely, the man knows how to do it. Yeah. Uh, our next matchup features. It's a brotherly matchup. Ooh. Ziff Anthems taking on JOS in what I think many would have predicted earlier in the year to be a reverse in terms of record and playoff contention. Mm -hmm. The Phantoms, on the outside of a playoff picture, looking in, coming in with a 4-4 record, taking on JOS, who's very, you want to call it unlucky, you want to call it just unfortunate, but... A two and six record with quite the point total. Uh, so this matchup is going to inform a lot. I think going down the stretch. I think if evil, uh, sorry, I think if the Phantoms win, mm -hmm. you know they're committed. They're committed to the making the playoffs. They're committed to going forward. I think if they win JOS, though, I think if they lose JOS, uh, they're probably thinking insurmountable. Two and seven, insurmountable. Let's just maybe be sellers, maybe uh, continue to play spoiler and just stand pat. But I, I do believe that if there's any hope in that camp, they got to win out. Mm -hmm. And it starts here. So very interesting matchup. Uh, could be a pivotal area for both teams uh, in terms of their long projections. Definitely. I mean, Jewel and Saints right now does not have Patty Mahomes in the lineup. So we're going to account for him being in there. And boy, does he have a good matchup. Sunday night, home against Tennessee. Gotta love that. Talking about who you're going to take out. Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence. Well, here's the thing. They're both playing each other. And really, they've both been ass. So I think mm. Patty Mahomes is going to take this team to the promised land and obviously bring up the rest of this talent, uh, lack of talent on the quarterback roster. 
He also has Najee Harris on a bye. Not really a bad thing, though. Because mm, Caleb Huntley. He's bad. Caleb Huntley had 92 <laughs> yards last week. Yeah. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has been great. Kenneth Walker has been great. Uh, now finally healthy, I like to think. The trio of Waddle, Pittman, and Godwin. And not to say that they haven't been productive this year, but I think all of them are now officially off of injury reports. So that's going to be good. Also, Tyler Higby playing against a very aggressive defense like Tampa. I think he's going to get a lot of checkdowns. I think JOS comes to play this week. I think he floats around 125, 130 points. If you're thinking about the Phantoms, sorry, <laughs> what can he do? Well, he's starting two tight ends. So that might be somewhat of a head scratcher. He's riding with also Zay Jones as a wide receiver. I know he has a few guys out on a bye, Wandale Robinson and Saquon Barkley. So this is not a fully healthy, oh, and, and Mr. Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a fully healthy as a Phantoms. Uh, so you have to start to think, mm, does that play into this matchup? I just don't think he could overcome all these buys and guys on the bench because guys like Rondell Moore and guys like Juju Smith-Schuster can pop. I just don't really trust him this week. Um, great start for Daryl Henderson. Think again. <clears throat> going against Tampa. He's going to get south of 10. Don't really love Devin Singletary against the Jets. I'll also give him south of 10. Uh, and also Justin Fields. Don't think he's going to have a good game. So I just think JOS is going to win this one. I think it's going to be relatively close. going to be an Airmont battle. Give me JOS 127 to 115. You have agreement? Uh, I think that the Phantoms may have Jeff Fisher as their coach. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I don't think that they are going to go above 500 this week. I don't know if they want to. They win awful. next week. He's They'll awful. win next week. Yeah. But I see a 500 record in the future for the Phantoms, uh, and I think that a little bit of math occurs here in favor of JOS, and they get it done. I do think it is going to be low scoring. Uh-huh. JOS 121 to 114. Uh, this matchup in my head is the matchup of the week. Get out of here. And it is HHC taking on Motley Jew. And I'll tell you why. That is my matchup of the week. HHC has been very loud about his successes. I have not been very loud. And he's been very loud about the failures, if you will, of Motley Jew, formerly known as Motley Goo. But we saw what they did last week. I don't think they can match it. But I do think that Mr. Schwartz and Mr. Stein are going to have their boys running around like they just got shot out of a cannon this week. So interesting matchup for me, maybe not for playoff implications, but for social implications. Well, I'll tell you what, if there's ever a week to play Motley Jew heading into the year, it was week nine because he would have had Dalton Schultz on a bye. He would have had Amari Cooper on a bye, and he would have had Dak Prescott on a bye. Feel good about that, huh? Since then, he has acquired Darren Waller. He has acquired Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, Deontay Foreman is a stud. (laughs) (laughs) So, little worried because maybe this matchup two, three weeks ago, I was saying potentially slam dunk, alley-oop. Now, all of a sudden, Gino, of all people, has got to fight to the lane to get a left-handed layup. So, it's not going to be easy. If you remember my basketball talents, I think HHC though, he's not fully healthy either. He's got Nick Chubb on a bye. He's got a few other guys banged up. Gus Edwards. This one is going to come down to Monday night because you have the combination of Andy Dalton, Lamar Jackson, Chris Olave, and whoever or whomever is now the running back in Baltimore, whether that's Gus Edwards, 
or Justice Hill. That's four guys going on it on Monday. You don't want to bank on having a comeback on Monday. However, I do like the other matchups from some of these guys, including Dawson Knox against the Jets, Robert Woods, he's been ass, against the Chiefs, and Tyler Boyd against the Panthers. I think I do enough to get the victory. I think it's disgusting. Um, it could possibly be the lowest combined point total of the week. It's going to be gross, but it's going to be gritty, and there's no one who likes the gritty more than this guy. So I think it's going to be a 121 job, Motley Jew, 116, a four-point clencher. And the reasons why, I don't think Motley Jew's going to get that same production from Deontay Freeman. Foreman. So Isaiah Pacheco, you know, you'll be happy with five. The Seattle wide receivers, you'll be happy with the combined 25. But I don't think it's enough. Give me HHC, seven and two. You have disagreed. Oh, God. I'm back in Motley Jew this week. I don't believe last week's performance was a dud. And I think that you could say that some of the names that are getting it done are gross, but sometimes that just happens late in the year. He's got good matchups. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Molly Jew is on a bit of a heater right now, and I think some of the moves that they made were smart, and they're not going to make the playoffs, but I do think that they could win some key games for competitive teams. I am taking Motley Jew to continue their nice output 135 to 118 and it's not even close not wow. even close i mean i think if if that were to happen then aaron Rodgers and romeo dobbs would have to have a, a game and i look at who they're playing and it's detroit and that scares the living bejesus out of me um, rogers needs a good game well rogers has not had a good game i know he needs weeks. one and this is the team that's gonna let him have it now see i think that they run the ball and i think ryan Tannehill either shits his pants or doesn't play period uh, give me HHC, man. I mean, Andy Dalton and Lamar Jackson, my two quarterbacks playing each other on Monday night in the Superdome. Yeah, but it could, that game could be 10-9 final. <laughs> yeah, 10-9 with 30 catches from Olave. <laughs> All right, we're, we're out of this matchup. H You're going to lose. Who? Next matchup, also, in my opinion, in contention for the matchup of the week. Former roommates... The Shrimp taking on Snake Eyes in what is a, I, I gotta do you agree that this is, this is uh primetime television, this matchup? Uh, it is primetime television. I, I mean, it, these guys just, you know, these guys hate each other. Of course. I mean, this is, this is in my opinion, the game of the week. I know you had HHC and Motley Jew, but this one. I will say, just quick note, just quick note. The Shrimp currently has Jacoby in quarterback position he is on a bye right uh but i i, I would imagine he's got to have something available uh to, to slot in there he's probably he's also got michael one. gallup in there yeah also he's, on a bye he's probably gonna start one quarterback this week my point is that projection is a little ridiculous uh but yeah snake eyes how high are you? I'm pretty high. <laughs> okay, so let me get this breakdown going. Um, the Shrimp, well, he's going to have one quarterback this week because Yakubi is on a bye. He has three running backs slotted in. Aaron Jones against Oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> uncle Lenny. <laughs> he's my uncle. He's going against the Rams, and then he'll probably be forced to start either Michael Carter or James Robinson. 
uh, the three receivers that he has. Devin DuVernay gets a nice little bump with Rashad Bateman out. Justin Jefferson, and then one of the two Jets receivers that he has, either Corey Davis or Elijah Moore. Uh, and then he also has TJ Hawkinson, new team, going to Minnesota. He's probably going to have to start one more guy in that second flex. Hell, it might even be Isaiah Likely. Point taken, it's not going to be a very nice, solid roster that the Shrimp is rolling out. And the Snake Eyes is coming off not only the weekly high, but his season high up to date. And he's got everyone coming off a bye. A.J. Brown gets it started tonight. Damian Pierce gets to have a nice little garbage time. Kirk Cousins going up against the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, the Commanders. Revenge game. Watch out for him to explode. Zach Wilson probably will get some garbage time. So anything north of 10, 12, you're happy with. I think James Conner is going to play. Gabe Davis, Garrett Wilson in the same game. And then Travis Kelsey on Sunday night. He always scores on prime time. He's rested off a bye. Give me two touchdowns for Kelsey. And two. A 20-point win. I bet that. From Snake Eyes, I'm going to say not as high as 176, but 135 to 115. Snake Eyes gets it done, wins two in a row, and goes to plus 500. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have my eyes on this one, uh, you know, for our division. But I, I do agree. I do agree that Snake Eyes is going to get it done this week. Uh, you read the rosters. I think that's kind of where the conversation ends. I will say... Zach Wilson has been tough to roll out weekly, but he's a quarterback, and I guess being able to play two is better than nothing. But I agree. His team is going to probably be on the back of the Bindleman and Travis Kelsey this week. Uh, give me snake eyes. One, 24 to 110. Oof. A stinker. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Do we have uh, an ad read for the second half or no? No no ads this week. No ads. They, they dropped us. They dropped us. Okay. Moving on. You know what? Every game this week could be uh, a game of the week. 100%. Oh, I mean. Because you, you got the Whippet Bowl, Snake Eyes, and. No, hang on. <laughs> Snake Eyes and Trip, the Whippet Bowl. You got the Brothers of Phantom JOS. Okay, you got me against the Viola crew, and then you got Boats and Stevie, former roommates, two going opposite directions. And we're all crossing borders here. And we haven't even broken down well, the two games of the matchup. And, the two and games of the week. You also have to you have to think about this next matchup we have is battle of older brothers who both have brothers in the league. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the matchup of the week. Yeah. The next two matchups are, in my opinion, the matchups of the week. You've been ghosting. Oh, this is the match for the week. There are themes throughout every I've matchup. Been, I've been edging. You've been edging, okay? The horny bowl is... <laughs> it's coming up. Gumbo uh, and the Daddy Kong. <laughs> Gumbo taking on the Daddy Kong. Both teams currently holding playoff spots. Uh, both teams looking to solidify their claim to playoff spots. And as noted, they are... At least one member of each team is an older brother of a league mate. So... They have that older brother mentality. Uh, you know, they're both expecting to win, expecting things in general. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting one because I think whoever wins this game, not a lot, but gets a little bit of breathing room in their division. Well, I was going to say, um, if there's anyone besides the Phantoms who is the hottest team in the league, 
just because on his four-game winning streak, it is gumbo in my opinion. Now, he does have a few guys banged up. We talked about that. Mark Andrews is hurt. Uh, Alan Lazard is even hurt, although we should play. And then Mike Williams. But you look at the trades that he made, the pieces that he added, the studs and the horses that he has. I mean, you're talking Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins. This sounds really, really lethal. He's coming into it kind of full go. I don't think he has really anyone on a bye. Like we said, a few guys hurt. Now, Daddy Kong, on the other hand, Brandon Cooks just said he's not going to play. Cortland Sutton's on a bye. Debo Samuel's on a bye. Now, Daddy Kong is not fully healthy. Uh, Mac Jones has kind of been up and down. We all know Carson Wentz is on the short-term IR. So you're getting a team that's coming into it with a lot of momentum. And Ooh. yes, Daddy Kong Chew. Did he just jump into the uh, garbage can? Did he? I think he jumped into the garbage can. Anyway, you're getting a team. The Cosmic Gumbo is coming in like a freight train. A lot of momentum. 174 points. You're getting a Daddy Kangju who's kind of squeaked by last week. Mm. Now he's had a few guys that he has to throw into the roster, a la Marcus Goodwin and Traquan Smith. He doesn't trust these guys on a weekly basis. I forgot to mention Kittle's on a bye as well. I just don't see it from the Daddy Kangju this week. He's going to need a lot of points from his top two guys, Herbert and Kamara. Very possible. And very possible Jamal Williams vultures some touchdowns. But at the end of the day, Gumbo comes to play. Let me, let me just say... This is quite the running back battle. Oh, you look have. at the, the. This is the two best running back teams, right? Has to be. Sanders, Henry Cook against Kamara, Jacobs, and Jamal Williams slash David Montgomery. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, especially the way that they've been playing. I mean, Alvin Kamara's coming off a forty-point game two weeks ago. Josh Jacobs had a forty-point game. Uh, Cook and Henry have both been really good the past few weeks. Well, mainly. Derek Henry's been really good the past two weeks. And Miles Sanders tonight is probably going to get, in my opinion, north of 15. So, um, again, I'm just like too much firepower late for Gumbo, especially if he gets guys like Mark Andrews healthy, active Monday night. Give me Gumbo with a big win, 158 to Nadadi Kong, 132. And I don't think it's close. 158? 158 wow. to 132. I don't think it's close. Mark that down. And fact check me because I'm probably right. Okay. Well, you have agreement on the outcome. Uh, and maybe we're both just hopeful Israelis, but uh, I think Cosmic Gumbo is going to take down the Daddy Kong. And I'm, I'm going through while you're while you're making your projections. I'm looking at this roster, and I think I'm going to probably lose the bet on the to win Palestine because I'm I'm looking at this roster for Gumbo. It may not be deep in the bench area, but if that lineup gets to hang right now as is, it's it's pretty scary. So. I don't think he's putting up 158, but I do think he's getting a win. I think he's going to potentially, we're going to talk about the matchup in a second, but potentially be leading in Palestine after a 141 to 126 victory over the Daddy Kong Jew. That's too low for Gumbo, man. 141 is a great score. He's now, he's, he's getting. Gumbo is going to be a, a 150 guy for from here on out. Unless, unless I mean, he then a, then you, he's your favorite to win the league then? I think he's my favorite to win Palestine, which I said, I think he's going to go on a run. Who, who the hell knows what's going to happen in week 15, 16, 17? Yeah. No, you're right. That's uncharted territory. Dude. Uncharted. There, there's uncharted. 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 It's uncharted one. All right. Casting sea, spicy, uncharted. Oh, man. Is it a country? Be- it, it, Andrew swim. will like this one. O to B, Prince Caspian. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Moving on. Final matchup of the week. This is the matchup of the week on my screen, at least. I don't know if you see it as well, but 
Yeah, it is. Iron Dome taking on DMP, both five and three. DMP leading the division, Iron Dome in second place in the division. I mean, what more do you need to say? This win would propel either team forward in a big way uh, and would have the loser, you know, in the thick of things, uh, it, for a lack of better words. But this to me, it, the, the, the score projections aren't the highest. We both have some buys. Uh, but in terms of purely uh, outcomes in both divisions, this game has the biggest implication. And I agree with the mainstream media here that it is the game of the week. I do too. Um, like you said, you got a few guys on a buy for EP, most notably Jimmy G, but that's fine because, you know, he did make that nice offseason trade for Matt Stafford. Um, so that hurts. Um, you also have Rashad Bateman, who is now on the IR. And, uh, David Ajoku, banged up, also on a bye. So, yeah, DMP somewhat hobbled. Uh, doesn't have a full roster. I know you as well are missing a few guys. Brandon Ayuk is gone, and George Pickens both on a bye. So, CD. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even, I forgot about CD. So some of your wide receiver room is going to be tampered, uh, or I guess the expectation is going to go down, but you have a deep one. Uh, in my opinion, I think Jalen Hurst is going to get it going tonight. Ah, I don't think there's, there's any denying that. Um, I think Matt Stafford struggles. Let's go Miles Sanders. I think he gets less than 15, but I think Jalen Hurts comes out and he puts north of 25 up. On the other side, though, talk about these guys with really good matchups. Tua Tagovailoa against the Bears. Joe Burrow against the Panthers. Both those guys should score north of 20. Burrow coming off a really shit game on primetime. I don't think he puts up another bad game. ETN's been very hot. Joe Mixon with a good matchup against the Panthers. DeAndre Swift, if he plays, should be involved. 10, 12, potentially 15 points. I think it's better than the running backs rolling out by DMP because you have Jonathan Taylor banged up, might not even play, and forced to start Raheem Mostert. He's going up against a good Bears run defense. They're more susceptible in the back end. Wide receivers, though, we talked about it. You're banged up, and he's got Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Evans. Normally, that's very, very solid. Also starting Mac Hollins against Christian Kirk, Drake London, and Amon Ra. It's close, but I give the edge to EP here. The tight ends are also very close. Juwan Johnson and Gerald Everett, both kind of, you know, fringe tight end two guys. It's always going to come down to the wire. And, I mean, there's a, there's a one-point projection for a reason. Uh, loser this game, as you mentioned, goes to five and four and finds himself kind of above water, maybe or below water, trying to breathe. The other guy, six and three, cruising to that potential division lead for either team. I think Iron Dome gets it done Ooh, just because you're taking the dome, just because of some of these injuries and matchups for DMP. I hate that. I hate that you're doing this, and I see the little smirk that you. I that think you got Iron on. Dome gets it done. I think it's because those Bengals having a big day. Those Jaguars and Dolphins having a big day. Iron Dome gets the win, 136 to 128. Single digits, baby. You have agreement, but I think that uh, I am going to be contracting a third-party investigation for that mush that you just attempted to pull. Because I know I know you want me to lose this match. I know you won't believe me. <laughs> you have agreement, Gino though. Gino is going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking myself. I am taking the dome. Uh, you mentioned the matchups, and I think that they're going to play a, a, a big role in this matchup. I, I look at the Bengals matchup and the fact that 
between Burrow and Mixon, I don't see a route to less than 40 points. I don't either. And, this guy's going to eat. And uh, that, to me, kicks me off on the right direction. I will say, as a note, I will be... If Keenan gets ruled out, I will be slotting in Joshua Palmer for Drake London. Uh, you kind or of maybe, to, or maybe even that, Christian Kirk because that offense has been terrible. No, no, no. Christian Kirk's playing the, the Raiders. They're going to eat. They're going to eat. He's going to have a good game. He's going to have a good game. Um, I was going to say, do you want to get really freaking naughty and start Keontius? No. Okay, I just wanted to ask the question. He's the old four running back. But okay. he is available for two firsts for, <laughs> for anyone, Brad. <laughs> he was a second calling. Um, I just wanted to see if you wanted to throw Keontius out there because. He is one of the better diamonds in the rough that you found. So props to you. I think Dome's going to win, though. So let's get to the Fade Gina 5. We did it live last week. We're doing it live again because guess what? We didn't do it pre-live. <laughs> and we did it live last week, and we both went 2-0. So we're going to keep doing it live until it until it fails us. So yep. you are on the clock, my sure. Jim. I will take, we mentioned it before, with a little revenge game, Minnesota Vikings minus three and a hook on the road against the Washington Commanders. Big storyline here is going to be Kirk Cousins. I think the bigger storyline here is going to be the 6-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. They're not playing primetime. It's a 1 o'clock game. Not too, too far of a travel. A lot of talk about Washington Commanders having a nice two-week stretch with wins over Green Bay, wins over Indy. Those are very, very close, contested wins with Sam Heineke. I think the Vikings are much better than the Colts and the Packers. Defense travels, run game travels. Watch for the Vikings to pull away late. I'll say 27-17. I like them anywhere from three and a half to six and a half. That's my number one game of the week. I like that pick. Um, I am going to trust my gut here. I just mentioned it in the preview of my matchup. Mm -hmm. I don't love that it's over a touchdown, but I think they're covering over a touchdown. I'm taking the Bengals minus seven and a half. I'm wondering if I could look on another book and find them at seven, but I'll take them at seven and a half. I think it's a get-right game for Joe and the boys, yeah. and uh, the Panthers have shown a little bit of like false goodness. I, I don't think that they're going to be able to go into Cincinnati and be competitive. So I think they're going to win by probably two scores, uh, whether it's 14 or 10. We'll see, but I like the 7.5 points. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that was probably going to be my second pick. Uh, the Bengals play so much better at home. Than they do on the road. Mm-hmm. You saw that with the Falcons two weeks back. Um, they destroyed him. It was, what, 35-17. And again, you're getting an inferior opponent. The Panthers, who, like the Commanders, have been competitive in games, but they're due for a letdown just because of talent. So I, I agree with you there. My two-game uh, going to be a team I've been riding essentially all year. We're going to have the Saints plus three at home Monday night against the Ravens. The Ravens are coming off a win against the Bucks. They go back to Florida. I'm sorry, back to uh, the South, the NFC South, to play the Bucks. Here's the thing about the Saints, right? There are certain spots you take the New Orleans Saints. And Monday night, at home, as a dog, <laughs> you have to take the New Orleans Saints. So as Mark Cuban would say, for those reasons, I am out. Give me the Saints to win a close one, 24-20. to 20. I think the Saints went out right, but they certainly get the cover of the three points. Watch for Kamara to continue having a game. Watch for that defense to hold and contain Lamar. Okay. I think it's a good pick. I, I, I That game's 
could go either way. Uh, so you'll take those points. Uh, I hate this pick already, but I'm always trying to do just for my sanity one favorite, one dog. It's uh, okay. good practice. It's horny. I'm taking the Colts. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Plus five. That's gross, dude. Col- I'm going to tell you the Colts plus five traveling to New England. I don't know why, but I think it's just, it's just Ellinger is going to out battle Mac Jones. I don't know why I think it's going to happen, but I do. There's no explanation for stats or DVOA, but give me the Colts plus five. I think it's better than that four, and I would probably take them three and a half. So give me the Colts plus five. I think they could win outright. God damn it. I, I, they're plus five and a half on my book, but that is just disgusting. Um, the can't lose Gina parlay last week. The only thing we got right it was the Dolphins' money line. And that was a schwitz. It was a <laughs> schwitz. Off on my over. I'm sorry, off on my under, which I never had a chance. Uh, I thought it was going to be Call of Duty weekend, but uh, Kyler Murray uh, played really well on the road. And then the under, or over 40 and a half, Titans-Texans never had a shot. But we're going to do this live. I think for the under, I really like the Bucks and the Rams at 42 and a half. I don't think either of these teams are going to score 20. So I will have Bucks rams under 42 and a half for the under. Ah, oh, man. Um, this is a kind of a hard one for me because I've gotten four in a row wrong now. Uh, oh, you're not good at taking overs. No, I'm definitely not. But I want to get one. I really do. <laughs> I, I want to get one right. And you know what? I'm going to go over 45 and a half in Dolphins Bears. Love that. Uh, I think that, you know, we've we've watched Tua's return and that offense has flourished uh, upon his return. And Bustin has been playing well. I don't know that Claypool can factor in this week, but I think that's a confidence boost that they're that they're getting him a piece. Um, so I don't know. That probably doesn't matter for this week's production, but Dolphins have a bad defense. So does the Bears. So do the Bears. Give me over 45 and a half. I tell you what, there's no good money lines I like. Uh, we're going to have to potentially take a dog. Um, nah, well, okay, so we always do this. We never take any uh, picks from, like, our... The Fagino? You want to just take the Bengals? I was going to say either the Bengals. Ba- the Bengals, ba- minus 330. Just lock that leg in. Yeah, I mean, that would be a plus 369. Yeah, let's just get a win. Yeah, let's get a win. Lock let's the Bengals in. Bengals in, plus 369. If you take all that. Put 100 um, on that. I don't know, 100. I'm we like, need it. We need a hit. We're uncharted. Yeah, we're uncharted. Raven, uncharted. stop Uncharted. Uh, Bengals money line is plus 369. I bet the uh, the Gina parlay, or the Cantley's parlay, live last week. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a lock, but I, I'm feeling really good about this week. <laughs> so to recap, under 42.5 Rams Bucks. Money line, Bengals over. What was it again? Which one? You're over. Uh, it was the Bears and, and Dolphins, yep. 45 and a half. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, different. Under. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is all for today. It's 720. We'll see. Maybe I can get this out on Thursday night, actually, before the game kicks. So it's, it's uh, relevant, even if no one listens to it by then. But... Uh, Enjoy the game tonight. There's a lot of corn implications. No, whenever the Eagles play, there's a lot of corn implications. Yeah, for Damian Pierce, for Gumbo and DMP.
Listen, in our league, every game has implications. Davis Mills is starting quarterback, and Damian Pierce is starting running back. So enjoy. Have a good weekend. God bless. Good luck. Go get that corn. Go get that corn.